Coming to you live from the Chamber of Haunters studios, this is Haunting You. I am your host, Leslie Reed. And I'm Tioni Hutton. I completely screwed that up. That sounded kind of strange, Les. I think I completely No, I mean, it sounded a little strained, but otherwise, like, what's going on over there? I'm being attacked by a 50-pound puppy. Aha! As usual. See, this is what happens. We can never... What? Who is convinced that she is a lap puppy and that she gets absolutely no attention. Yes. 50-pound lad puppy. So Layla should probably introduce herself as well, since, you know, she is one of our hosts. Don't lick the carpet. Exactly. And that was... She's talking to you, John. Don't lick the carpet. You may have noticed, dear listeners, that uh, we have no John today. I don't know what it is, but right now we just cannot get all three of us together at the same time. (laughs) Life finds a way (laughs) of interfering. (laughs) That was outstanding. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this last month. So you may be noticing that this episode dropped not on May 1st. In fact, we're recording it on May 3rd, which gives you some idea of how behind we are. Uh, That being said, the Colorado Avalanche start the first game of the NHL postseason in like three minutes. So there may be occasional uh, profanities, additional commentary, commentary, yelling. All of that is likely to happen during this episode because hockey is life. But haunting is also life, so they're colliding today. So there we are. And in fact, in the minutes that we have been sitting here talking, the Avalanche have already scored twice. Suck it, Nashville. (laughs) 22 seconds apart, by the way. Excellent start to the postseason, boys. Poor Duchesne. On the wrong team. (laughs) That's what it gets. Yeah. I hope he gets squished. (laughs) Oh, I'm having a good night already. But as we said, hockey and haunting intersecting tonight. We are going to go ahead and continue on and knock out a episode while we sit here and enjoy watching the avalanche do their thing. So, but Les, you have been absent for a while. Give us a quick (laughs) update on your life. Like what on earth has been happening, my lady? Good Lord. What hasn't been happening between realizing that our home had way more equity than we thought. Yay. Market values. And the blasted Denver market, we decided in February to sell our house and buy a new one, of which at this point our house closes in two days. And we are under contract for our new house as of Sunday, and we close at the end of May. Yeah, at which so... point we will then be doing things and moving. <laughs> <laughs> but we are getting a bigger house and a better backyard for the Layla puppy that has been jumping on me all evening. Right. So, so Les has had all the kinds of crazy things going on. I, of course, am getting ready to move my family from Maryland to California. We leave in five weeks. <laughs> nothing like Very, a cross-country move. Nothing like a cross-country move. We're getting good at it, at least. You know, the Coast Guard just keeps bouncing me coast to coast. I don't know what well, it is. I cannot do two tours in a row on the same coast. <laughs> Luckily, the kids are getting old enough that they can be more helpful. Uh, you getting... can hand them things and tell them to do something. I, that's true. I can hand them things and tell them to do something, but they are far more likely to be like trying to unpack things from boxes because they want something than <laughs> to successfully put things in boxes and be helpful. Like well, we're at that stage. Me. Yes, they're you. Some people never leave that stage. So I leave it. <laughs> like constantly unpacking presents. Right. So Les is in the middle of selling house, buying house, moving. I'm in the process of selling house, finding rental, moving. And John and rent. Yeah. Selling house. 
yeah, I'm selling a house. I'm renting my a house. I'm putting a house for rent. Oh, this is getting complicated. And then <laughs> John just got promoted, but his position has not been filled yet. So he's doing his job and his new job and just going insane on top of everything being else. Parents and everything else. Yeah, on top of being a parent of a one-year-old. So that's totally not a difficult thing at all. Oh, really exhausted. <laughs> this is why I have fur babies. Indeed, indeed. And, but, you know, take your kids to the zoo and, and, you know, hype them up on sugar and then send them home. Which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so my house is up in the air. Les's house is up in the air. So all the places that we'd normally be haunting are up in the air. All of our Halloween plans are up in the air. So we're just, we're just keep, waiting to see everything falls down. We just, yeah, exactly. We just need to wait and see how things fall to, fall down, and then we'll be able to start planning again. But until that happens, we at least need we need to focus on uh, everything that's happening right now. So for the next few episodes, we are going to be um, not talking about Sanger Creek Estates, but rather talking about uh, either what's happening in the industry, helping you uh, get ready for your own haunt, and to start that today. I wanted to take some time and talk about building props because I freaking love building props. And I'm super excited because the new house actually has a full workshop. Workshop. You have a workshop. In the garage, I have a legitimate dedicated workshop. So all of the tools that have been sitting there and not being able to be used by either my husband or myself, we can actually start playing with them because there's electricity, there's really good light, there's windows, there's storage, and there's heat. So we can do this all year. I'm Speaking super of which, excited. Can I can I bring you anything from my workshop that you need to um, make your workshop usable? Yes. Okay, let's talk more later. Okay, because Alan definitely has some things that I know he wants to get. There's... And I have some things that I know uh, that I have multiples of because I'm in the middle of a job and I need this and I didn't bring it, so I'm running to Home Depot. Gotta love it. That but happens yes. more there, there often. Are, I know there are things that... <laughs> We would definitely love to um, acquire from you to really get our workshop going because we both want to. I want to get back into my wood burning. Alan wants to get into woodworking again. Um, Ooh, maybe I could get. Maybe I should give you my my laser because I've not been able to use it. Yeah, yeah, it laser just lit up. <laughs> I'll take a laser. My, my wood burning laser. Yes, yes, that would be fantastic because I definitely have some ideas for that. And we could do things so much more detailed. And hope, hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll text Alan. He's going to go watch hockey. He just needs <laughs> <laughs> Apparently our goalie just tripped a guy. Excellent. That's the way it should be. Oh, Matt Duchesne hit Nathan McKinnon. Come on. Aww. Come on. And just got Kate him back. Indeed. Indeed. So back to prop building. Anyway, yeah. So we're, we're going to be we're going excited. off. We're excited. Get, <laughs> I get a workshop. And we're going to be going crazy like this all night. So get ready. Yes. Because on top of all of that, not just workshop for building things. But because of the layout of the house and the fact that it's bigger, I should be able to actually get a much better setup to actually do makeup tutorials. Sweet. And other sorts of things where having that kind of recording and um, content creation is something that hopefully we will be able to start providing to you this fall. Leslie is basically dedicating a room to be a studio. Yes, uh, that's actually we're my husband and I are both on board with that um, is creating one of the one of the big closets that we have as a recording studio um, for his music, for the podcast, for whatever else that we have that needs to be recorded. Um, 
So it's very exciting. We're, we're, yeah. we are we're, super excited with everything that is happening right now and all that it is going to help us to do. Everything. <laughs> uh, so send us all of your good feelings and well wishes and all that because, you know, this next month or two months is going to be absolutely freaking crazy. But we are still going to try to bring you wonderful Haunting You podcasts one a month for the foreseeable future. We are we are committed. We're going to make it happen. We're doing our best. We're doing we're our best. Get they may not random, be on time, but, they, <laughs> but we will have one a month. collaboration of the three of us, but we will be doing this somehow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But let's talk about prop building tonight. And I, what I really want to do is focus on the props that we have built and uh, the resources that helped us do that and kind of go through our process for building props, where we found stuff, uh, lessons learned, you know, that kind of thing. And how effective, well, the props that I've chosen to talk about were the ones that were most effective in Sanguine Creek Estates last year. So what were some of those? Oh, let's get into it. (laughs) So two big categories of props that I want to focus on tonight, static props and animatronic props. And, Let's start with the static props. And what does a haunt, every haunted house absolutely need to be a haunted house? Less skulls. Okay, skulls. Yes. <laughs> New sponsor, Panic Mechanics. Go check out their hyper-realistic resin skulls and listen for their ad running probably this month. But besides skulls, what else does every haunted house need? Spiderwebs. Yes, also true. <laughs> this is probably this is gonna we're gonna go for a while because haunted houses need a lot of things. Yes, they do. Tombstones is where I was going. Those are useful too. Yeah, you can't have a haunted house without tombstones, and I freaking love being able to make my own custom tombstones. And it's not just tombstones, really. What I want to talk about is all of the foam work that we have done to create rock type static props so we're talking the crypt we're talking columns we're talking mausoleums we're talking uh headstones of course but you can even you do like statues or figures obelisks the uh stone pillars we use for both our fence as well as our uh, the archway that leads it, people into the haunt. All of these things were created the, basically the same way and that's carving foam coating it and then painting it coating it with what well let's let's start at the beginning what kind of foam are we using primarily and i well there there are two there's a major lot of sources that you of foam. can use but yes. there are two that are and again a lot of it depends on what you're trying to build where you're putting it what you want it to look like and what you want to do with it and how because... much money you're willing to spend <laughs> always a key one foam can be very very expensive Foam can be very, very cheap. Foam can be very, very dense. Foam can be styrofoam, where you poke at it and it goes kabooey, and you end up with static electricity everywhere. Yeah. So, identifying what you want to use it for. Is it structural? Is it architectural? Is it facade? How, is it just... How rigid does it need to be? How much detail are you trying to get in? So, how dense does it need to be? All important questions to think about as you're choosing your material. More often than not, I am going to Home Depot and I am getting foam board insulation you can find it in the uh, building materials section usually right there next to the plywood and two by fours and, and next to the lumber section 
Um, Home Depot's is pink. If you go to Lowe's, I think it's green. I don't go there nearly as often, but it's basically the same. It's a two pound dense foam. So if you have a like one foot by one foot cubic block, it will weigh two pounds. That that's how these are measured, and so it, it's a it's a little more dense of a foam. And so when I'm trying to do minute details like the carving in names on my tombstones, having that denser foam, yeah. <laughs> I heard Alan first. And then I heard you. <laughs> Colorado scores number three. Eight minutes and thirty <laughs> seconds left of the first. And beat. how long does it take for Bruce to text me? Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a good night. Back to foam. So foam board installation, because it's dense, I'm able to get more minute details when I'm carving uh, like names or or figurines into into it. Uh, and it will hold together better than like a one pound foam. One pound foam is that white, um, the white styrofoam that you're probably thinking of. You rub your hand over it and little balls fall off and go crazy. That's one pound foam. And that is... It has its purpose, but much harder to carve for those minute details. So I highly recommend uh, a tutorial on YouTube called uh, Killer Tombstones. It's a three-part tutorial that taught me everything I needed to know to make my own tombstones. And the best part of it was their method of transferring detail from like their computer onto the foam in order to carve out their name. So you can do like fancy fonts and, and all kinds of cool stuff using their transfer method to get it directly onto the foam and then carve it out with a Dremel tool. Other tools that I think you should have if you're going to be carving foam, you can um, – Hotwire Foam Factory sells a ton of different, literally, hot wire tools used for cutting that you can use to cut foam. I have not used any of them, but it's an option. And most, most people who do a lot of foam work will swear by that method. The second tool, well, so because I don't use hot wire foam, I use a, just a variety of saws to do most of my cutting. I have, you know, just a really large, uh, your typical handsaw. I have handsaws of various sizes, coping saw, uh, as well as like a drywall saw. And all of those work very well for carving foam. The other tool I recommend for shaping foam is called a rasp. Picture like a cheese grater with a handle. And, th and that's basically what a rasp is. And you can use that to soften the edges, you know, knock down the edges. You can use it to create gouges and uh, cracks in your tombstones. You can also use it to grate cheese. You could also use it to grate cheese. That is true. Particularly Parmesan cheese. <laughs> it's super effective. It's super easy. It removes a lot of material very quickly, and it's inexpensive. I'm looking at a 10-inch rasp at Harbor Freight, 8 bucks. Yeah. There, you can – yes, there's absolutely cooking rasps, which is what I use. But, again, getting That's terrifying. the – For cooking. Uh-huh. That's what they all say. Well, you know, um, but there's, again, you don't need a lot of expensive tools for this. You can get expensive tools, but you don't have to have them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I stick with the handsaw, the rasp, and of course, a heat gun. Huh. <laughs> why a heat gun? Well, if you take a heat gun to this foam board insulation, and I will tell you, 
uh, take a uh, just a squirt bottle and mist the foam board installation first, and then run your heat gun over it. It will crinkle and give you a nice, beautiful stone-like or brick-like texture. Super easy. Uh, I posted a video on our YouTube channel last fall when I was building the brickwork for our uh, crematorium that shows how I did it, and it looks it looks beautiful. It's amazing. So rasp, hot wire cutting tools, potentially saws and a heat gun. Those are my big tools for working with foam and doing that. I have, I built all of our foam props with just three, three of those tools because I don't use the hot wires. So once I have all of my carving done, then it, you have to coat it. And what I use and what I think most people recommend is called a product called dry lock. What is dry lock? That sounds very, very important, especially if you're doing foam board on the outside. Indeed. Dry lock is actually a uh, concrete and masonry waterproofer. It comes in a variety of colors. I recommend gray because less painting afterwards. Well, and I mean, again, gray is a Gray is a good color for tombstones. It's a, and, it's a solid right. place to start. Um, and it's a perfect base coat. You go. Yeah. It's, it's neutral. It accepts paint. You can go light or dark without too much trouble. It, it's, I love it. So I use, um, so this concrete masonry waterproofer, Drylock, D-R-Y-L-O-K, you can get it at just about any, um, any home store, Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, Ace Hardware carries it. Um, but it's a thick, it's a thick coating that uh, I just paint on over the foam, and when it hardens, it takes on the texture and feeling of stone. One coat is all it takes, front and back, and I'm done. It's phenomenal. And then it's ready to take detailing paint. And because I've used the gray, it already looks like it's uh, it already looks like stone. And so I'll dry brush black onto it. And when you dry brush, you just dip, you know, dip your paintbrush into the black paint, brush it off onto a scrap board or something until it's uh, until you get most of the paint off and then brush it on to your product. That way you're not getting lots of paint down deep into the crevices. You're just catching the, the top edges and really highlighting all of those crevices and then, of course, uh, you can uh, add mold and water damage and, and all those things to make it look more worn and get some fake moss from Joanne Fabrics, and you have a brand-new tombstone. And what we did with our tombstones is, because we were building them custom, we incorporated all of the ghosts who were in our crypt, all of the ghosts who were going to be coming out, telling the story of the haunt, telling the backstory, filling in the, um, the mystery. All of the people there are represented in tombstones in our graveyard and their epitaphs speak to the way that they died or speak to their story. <laughs> Do you have any of those handy less you can you can Yeah, give me just a second. Yeah. Uh, Four I, baby. Yes. Okay, we gotta wrap this up. Screaming. I gotta watch this game with Alan. <laughs> We're only one thing in. I know, but I wanna watch it with my hubby. Well, you'll probably miss the first, but I think we'll be done before the second starts. Haha. We have one. I told you the voices were real. <laughs> Catherine. Hmm. Joshua. There was a vaccine for this 13 years ago. <laughs> Thackeray. Again. <laughs> 
and charity. Found lost. Found lost. But each of those speak to uh, speak to their backstory. So we have our story. Or my ever loving snark. That too. So we have our <laughs> ghosts, and uh, we're tying it together with the by putting them in the graveyard. It makes sense that they're there, hanging out in the crypt. So that's really all I want to talk about. Stone props. Highly recommend. Go check out that killer tombstones. There will be a link to it in the uh, in the show notes, and it will help guide you through. If you've never done it before, watch that three part series. Absolutely fantastic for getting started. And then we had two other static props that I really want to hit on in our haunt that were phenomenal. The first was an infinity mirror. Nice. Infinity mirror is super easy to make. All you need is a one mirror, like um, a mirror any size, and then a piece of two-way glass that is the same size. You put the mirror on the back, you put the two-way glass on the front so that the mirrored side faces the other mirror. Along the inside, you put lights and, uh, you know, those uh, LED lights that you can use on you can attach to the back of your TV. Those were perfect. Yeah, the LED strips. They work perfect for the lighting inside this infinity mirror and lets you change the color. So you put Mm -hmm. the light in the middle and then the light starts reflecting between the mirror and the two way mirror, the two way glass. And it makes it look like a really long hallway. It adds depth to your haunt without requiring a whole lot of space and it's really it's also they can if if the mood of your haunt is then set effectively it creates a very very unnerving um impression oh yeah because you know you turn a corner and then all of a sudden it's kind of like being in a house of mirrors but creepier Absolutely. And I've seen um, some really creative ones where they don't just put lights in the middle, but they put something on the side. So like a person had a uh, an alien theme. And so they put like an alien in a pod on either side. And then that image gets reflected. So it looks like there's an entire hallway full of aliens in these pods. It was phenomenal and a great way to expand on their theme. Yeah, it's you know, if you're trying to show you know, horror zombies or a whole lot of ghosts. These are also ways that, you know, you can kind of do a modification on a Pepper's ghost. Yes, absolutely. Don't need two pieces of glass. Then you only need one piece of glass to do a Pepper's mm-hmm. ghost. But if you want to create a whole hall of ghosts, again, combining these different techniques can give you a lot of power in your haunt with very little effort. Indeed. And very little expense. Yes. The one that uh, I bought, well, so I didn't build my infinity mirror. I bought it off another haunter who was who had to downsize. Um, but in talking to him, he built it for about thirty bucks. So another relatively inexpensive prop. The last one I want to talk about is just simple store mannequins. So <laughs> at the end of our walkthrough, before uh, they exited into the graveyard through our our escape tunnel with all the hanging body parts, they came to our morgue. And inside the morgue, I just had two mannequins dressed up in nurse scrubs. One was uh, fighting the zombie that was trying to crawl out of the um, the crematorium. The other was there who uh, she was the one uh, who had been like working the 
working the crematorium, trying to you know crank up the fire, burn the burn the crap out of this thing. But it, but they're completely static. They don't do a thing. But my God, by the time people got to them at the end of the haunt, they were so freaking unnerved that they were absolutely convinced one of those was real and was going to jump out and try to get them as soon as they walked by. Nobody was in that room, but people were absolutely freaking convinced that something was going to come to life. And by not by not having anything come to life, it left people in that anxious state and prepared them for the Wendigo, which was the next big scare right around the corner. Yeah, you heighten the anxiety and you really do build into that a lot of strength and control on the team or on the, on your, on your guest. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so you could use mannequins a couple different ways, do something like we did and just build that anxiety or have a room full of mannequins and hide an actual actor in there dressed up in a, Oh, what are those suits called with no face? Slenderman suits. Kind of, but they're... Oh, the... The wonkity things. Amazon's just calling them bodysuits. Okay. I feel like they had another name, though. Yeah, I feel like they did, too. And I feel like I should know it, but I don't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but you could have a whole room of uh, of mannequins, and then someone dressed up into a full in a full spandex bodysuit pretending to be a mannequin, and really give someone a good scare. Mannequins are also really useful when you're trying to design props. Um, they're great for body parts. They are great for body parts. There was one prop I really wanted to build and just ran out of time this year. We had to cut this whole section out. But it was basically a crankshaft with arms instead of pistons. And so as the crankshaft turns, all of the arms would be moving back and forth like they're reaching for you. And because they're all at you know different lengths along the the crankshaft they would all be reaching at different times yes i love this as an idea i'm going to yeah hell yeah goal number five it is five nothing trick that nashville (laughs) i'm definitely going to try this sometime in the future i just ran out of time to try to do it this year so maybe (laughs) next year because i will not be building a haunt maybe i'll focus on this and see if i can make it work that's another thing you can do when you're building your haunts or planning your haunts is you know, hey, you're, you've got a year where you, you just life gets in the way. You don't have time to put on and, you know, build your haunt. Take that time instead and identify a new skill you want to learn. Find a prop that you want to build. Teach yourself how to build it. And then that way you have it ready to go for the next year when you do have time. Maybe life's a little bit, you know, going a little bit more when you're not trying to move houses <laughs> <laughs> or across country. And you can go ahead and set up your haunt with these new props that you're building. So even if you can't get a haunt built for whatever reason, take the time to try and learn something else and build something for you to use in the haunt in the future. I'm hoping that's what I'll be able to do this year. I really want to learn how to weld because if I could build this out of metal, it would be way easier than trying to build it out of wood. Yes. Yeah. Talk to Shaf. Indeed. So, Infinity Mirror, Mannequins, all of our stone props, these are the static props that have been most effective for us as we're – or have been most effective for us just – In general. In our haunts, yeah. But the other type that we 
uh, that were super effective last year were our animatronics. And this was the first year that I built my own animatronic props. Um, I had a couple that proved way more effective than I expected. So the first was our electric chair. This is (laughs) yeah, kind of a gimme, but it was my first foray into pneumatics and it ended up being a lot easier than I expected. So I love it when those projects happen, you're like, right? hey, you know how this works, and you're like, oh, well, this was easy. That was easy, yeah, easy button, like seriously. So <laughs> go check out frightprops.com. They sell complete packages for pneumatic props that come with everything that you need to get started with pneumatics. So Fry Props carries complete kits, and you can even get it with a controller as well uh, if you want. But it comes with the pneumatic piston, the the controller. It comes with wire. You have your audio recording cable as well as uh, a number of different triggers that you can choose from. could be a motion detector. could be an impact trigger. could be uh, a beam trigger. They have a bunch of different options. And then it has all the solenoid parts. It has a solenoid valve. So... This is what controls the flow of the air into your pneumatic cylinder. It has all of the fittings that you'll need to go with it. So elbows and male fittings and female fittings and uh, to change from the um, the hose that you typically have off of your compressor to the small um, quarter-inch airline that all of these props work with or that work best with and are super easy to hook up. Uh, it comes with all of those. And then it comes with the cylinder itself. So everything that you need, all uh, like the part that has always been hardest for me and that has always like intimidated me was trying to figure out what exactly I needed to buy. Because when it comes to pneumatics, you have to match your thread. You have to match the size. You have to match the everything has to match. And so if you are working like you may buy um an MPT thread, but it actually, you needed a TPT thread. And because you bought two different ones and you didn't realize, they now don't work. Air leaks, you can't join them together, whatever. By going through Fright Props, everything matches and it makes it super easy for you. And you'll learn a lot that you can then apply to the next one that you try to build. Yeah. So that's one of the big things that you know, it's just so common to experience when you want to go do something and you're like, I I don't know where to start. Finding kits like this is honestly, it is one of the best places for you to start because you get everything that you need. So it's not like a case of, I wanted to start this and now I realize I needed to have this, this, and this. And you have to go back and find it and find this other stuff. It's just very, very helpful um, to start with these kits because it gives you everything you need to start off with. And it kind of removes that intimidating factor of, I know nothing about this. I just really want to try it. Yeah. And I don't know about the rest of you, but anytime I get into a project, I end up doing multiple trips to the hardware store because I always forget something. And so getting this kit from Fry Props, everything came to me. I didn't even have to worry about what I was forgetting because they took care of it for me. I highly recommend it. Yeah. And like, this is there. There are so many companies and groups out there that are selling these introductory kits to get you started. 
Yes. And on, on so many different types of um, prop building, hobby, craft, etc. Yes, I will say that they are probably more expensive to get the kit than to try and buy everything and, and do it. But the convenience factor, the support factor, and the knowing that you're supposed to get everything to get yourself going is huge. And then once you kind of get into that, then you can move towards this idea of a little more I, DIY. I like it, a little more DIY, but also, you know, it's a great way to kind of identify, do I want to do this? Is this something I'm actually going to enjoy? Well, spending, you know, $20 on a super cheap wood burning to set. Hey, I really like this. This is really cool. I want to do this more. And then I can decide as, you know, I do more of it that, yeah, I'm going to go buy all of these other things and actually spend invest money in, on, in more invest tools. Yeah. In more tools in, okay, I'm not going to do this on the cheap ass plywood leftovers that we had from building something. <laughs> I'm going to go find a really, really quality piece of wood that I can use to go do this. Mm-hmm. And exactly. really make exactly what I want. So you, you start to find out, you know, what's something you enjoy, what's something, you know, hey, I'm never really going to buy a paint set because I can't paint worth crap and I don't have an interest in learning. But you give me hot metal and a piece of wood and I'll go to town. <laughs> yeah. So these uh, pneumatic starter kits from Fry Props are what I use to make both of my pneumatics this year. One was the electric chair and the electric chair was super simple. One single uh, cylinder was attached to the chair and then to the dummy. And then I used that to make the dummy shake back and forth as uh, when the prop turned on. I used <laughs> the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I used a peekaboo and uh, not the, I didn't use the MP3. I used a Peekaboo One controller, which has four different outputs. So that let excuse me. So that allowed me to control the cylinder itself, output number one. It allowed me to control lighting in two different ways. So I had our ambient lighting in the room that turned off when the prop was activated, and then I had a strobe light, output number three, that turned on when so lights go out, strobe light goes on. He starts shaking. And then the Peekaboo one also has audio, so um, the man screaming, the sound of electrical electric arcing. That was a sound effect that I compiled myself uh, just by taking different sound effects from the internet, putting it into Audacity in multiple different tracks, and uh, compiling it all together into a single five to ten second sound effect. And then I animated to that. And the Peekaboo one was is super easy to program. Um, it's a question of pushing buttons. So push the record button mm -hmm. and then you just push the output button for whatever you want it to do as you do it. Once again, go check out our YouTube page because I have a uh, tutorial on how to program the peekaboo controller that is super easy to follow and will get you started pretty quickly. So I use the peekaboo, but there are a couple other controllers I want to talk about real quick because I'm talking about controllers that are really exciting to me, but I haven't got to play with yet. The first is Purgatory Props sells a controller very, very similar to the Peekaboo, but about half the cost. It is super powerful. It's just as easy to, uh, to program and it costs half of what the Fright Props, what you'll find on Fright Props. It's amazing. 
but I haven't got to play with it yet, so I don't can't say too much about it. The other one is by a company called Kurt Controllers. That's Kurt with a K, K-U-R-T. Kurt Controllers. Um, you may, if you haven't seen them, you may have seen them at um, the Fear Expo Haunt Master classes talking about their controllers. And this is the other one that I'm super excited about. They make a basic prop controller, and then they're making much more elaborate show controllers as well that could control all of your props from one single board. Or it can, as well as doing all of your lighting, as well as doing eight different sound effects, you could literally control your entire show with this one controller board, and it costs like $160. That's less than I pay for for a high-quality peekaboo and this can do my entire show, not just a single prop. Well, so, and again, this is identify what you need for your show. Identify what you need and what's going to be the best thing um, to have on hand. And, you know, hey, maybe you only have one or two uh, props. So you don't need a full board, but maybe you really wanted to expand one year and you added all sorts of different props. Exactly. Exactly. So super excited about both of these companies. That's Kurt Controllers at KurtControllers.com, Kurt with a K, and Purgatory Props um, at PurgatoryProps.com. Go check out both of those as well as FrightProps.com to find the controllers to help animate your props. So that was our electric chair. And then the other one that ended up being so freaking effective, I can't even believe it, was our sitting up animatronic. <laughs> this was it was another pneumatic, so I'm using a very similar setup. I have a single pneumatic cylinder that it just is connected to a board on a hinge, and when the cylinder activates, it pushes the board up. I covered it with a sheet, and so it looks like a corpse is sitting up from under the sheet. I used the most basic peekaboo controller. Okay, just realized I screwed up earlier. I did not use the Peekaboo 1 for the electric chair. I used the Peekaboo Plus. That one has four outputs. Peekaboo 1 is what I used for our sitting up animatronic. The Peekaboo 1 is the most basic controller that Fright Props offers. It has literally one output, Peekaboo 1, and it has no, it cannot do sound effects internally. It's just two buttons, record button, play button, and... It, that's it. It's that basic. So it had because it had no sound effects, um, I couldn't use any sound effects, but I didn't need it. So well, we have our single cylinder. We have the relay that controls the airflow to the cylinder. We have the peekaboo one. And when the trigger, uh, we used a motion sensor as the trigger. When someone walked by, it caused the dummy, quote unquote, to sit up. Made no noise. It just sat up. And you know what? It freaking freaked the people out consistently. One thing I to keep couldn't in mind. believe it. One thing to keep in mind, though, again, you, you set the, the, the atmosphere up correctly from the outset. You can run your entire haunt on one simple theory. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Every time. Keep it simple, stupid. This was as simple as an animatronic as I can imagine. And honestly, you don't even have to do it as uh, if you don't want to get into pneumatics, you don't want to get into controllers. No problem. You could just have somebody sitting underneath this thing with a stick and push it up like it could be that simple. But the scare was freaking fantastic. 
keep it simple, stupid. Nobody was expecting it. Everybody freaking jumped. And I loved it. It's my favorite animatronic. There's so much you can do, and there's also so much that you don't have to do. Seriously. And still have an amazing haunt. So, Peekaboo Controllers, Kurt Controllers, Purgatory Props, go check them out. See what they can do to help you bring your animatronics to life. But if you can't or don't want to get into these electronics, you can always do an actor-matronic. <laughs> make the actors work. Make the actors work. Make them work. So the way this, uh, this term actor-matronic is used in the industry is really anything, any prop that actors are controlling. And like the best example I could think of would be VFX's puppets. Mm-hmm. That is an actor matronic because you have an actor who is there do, controlling all of the motion, right? And at Transworld this year, I saw a really cool anglerfish actor matronic that was sitting on like a sled. The actor could push it out, so it's like uh, make it pop out from behind a wall. They push it out, and then they could make it move around, control the jaw, control the eyes. It was very, very cool. Does this oh. mean we can do a deep sea? Yes. Haunt? I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God. We have to go to. in our aquarium haunt. Because I want sharks. They have a shark. Not Yeah, not just the, angl- the anglerfish I love because it's got the lantern and everything. But mm-hmm. they have a shark as well. You know, bloody <laughs> fleshy bits hanging out of its mouth. It's beautiful. <laughs> he had a snack. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to. I don't remember where that one came from. I'll have to look it up, but it will be in the show notes as well. Um. But the, these actor matronics, props that are controlled by the actor, creating a character beyond what the actor could be, and they're controlling it from afar. So especially if you have an actor who like doesn't feel comfortable getting up close and personal with someone, this may be a perfect way to incorporate that or to help them uh, bring out their inner haunter. I had three actor matronics loosely, deter- loosely using that term in my haunt, and the first was the classic – drop panel Hmm. the drop panel is one of my favorite scares just in life because it's super easy to do and is super effective if you go onto our website and go into the hunter's ghoul box you will find a link to uh, our drop panel i have actually a cad drawing that i made of our drop panel and all the pieces that we needed to assemble it it's simply a piece of wood and uh, a, the latch off of a garden gate to when you flip the latch, the panel drops and someone is there behind it. In the case of Sanguine Creek Estates, we had a inmate who had gotten herself locked behind the walls and was now living there. And when people walked by, she would pop out and try to stab them, you know, as you do. Yeah, yeah, friendly like. And then I had, and then right there with the actor, I also had um, a step pad that they could step on and trigger a strobe light. So they step on the step pad, they flip the uh, the latch, and the drop panel drops. So they're getting a nice full blast of strobe light as they go trying to stab people. It was beautiful, but super easy to build, super easy to use, and I can train any actor any actor to be effective behind a drop panel because the drop panel is doing the scare. Yeah. It's all about timing and the fact that somebody is not expecting a wall to move or a picture to move and certainly not expecting there to be somebody behind it. Yes. So again, it's, 
the drop panel, you know, they tend to be very, very loud and noisy. You add in strobe lights. You've got all the effects with the actor barely needing to do anything. I mean, we literally could have had the actor just sit there and, you know, call out saying, help, help, rescue me from behind the walls. Um, and that still would have been an effective scare. The stabbing is, you know, just be friendly. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And, you know, Doug Sheldon preaches that you don't actually need an actor behind a drop panel. In fact, because of COVID and they had to, you know, drastically cut the number of actors that they were allowed to have in their haunt on a night, they ended up replacing most of their drop panels with animatronic drop panels. Again, using a single cylinder pneumatic to raise and lower the the panel and then having a static mannequin type prop behind the draw panel and using the audio from the controller to make the loud banging noise that you would get from a regular drop panel. And it ended up being just as effective as having a person back there. So if you're short on actors, you can put a static prop behind a drop panel and it's just as effective. Mannequins. Mannequins. A lot of things. Mannequins. And you, so I was at, I love, I freaking love going to department store sales when they're going out of business. Macy's, JCPenney, Sears, all of those. And at one of them, I happened to come across a mannequin torso for a golf, like where they're selling polo shirts and stuff, but its mm-hmm. arms are up like it's swinging a club and you would just stick a club in it. I put a head on that, I put it behind a drop panel and I stick a bat in its arms all of a sudden, it's ready to go, and it's the, already the perfect shape to start wailing on someone as soon as that drop panel drops. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our drop panel. The second is an actor-matronic that I've been using for several years and one of Leslie's personal favorites, <laughs> the electric fence. <laughs> I do love the electric fence. It's you can use it in a lot of different ways in a haunt. Um, And again, it requires that you set up a metal fence, you electrify it properly, which Kay will explain because I don't (laughs) have a lot of special electricity. You You wire up the other end to a baseball bat, a metal pole, a a giant hammer with a metal plate on it, Um, whatever prop or tool um you could even probably not do that okay let's not do that it's like you could even wire it up to like spikes on your fingernails but i think that's probably a bad idea actually i have an idea of doing like freddy krueger claws that would spark like absolutely perfect then we're doing that for me because that way i can take my nails and my tapping and then add that to sparks love it (laughs) but in any case you can use this in a lot of places in your haunt. You can use it as an effect where you're just a shadowy figure sparking things along as the guests go by. Um, I used it to great effect uh, entertaining guests in a queue line and attempting to um, get candy out of the deal. Right. Yeah, at, at so, Arkham Asylum, we had uh, the haunt, and then off to the side of the haunt, we had, like, the exercise yard that was behind an electrified fence. And that's where Harley Quinn was hanging out. And so Leslie was sparking up the fence while, um, well, and entertaining the guests while they were waiting to get into the queue. I used the same effect a couple years later on our haunted ship, where we had a prison cell, and inside the prison cell was a... Uh, 
a crew member who had been locked up and same thing was was causing sparks and then very similarly in arkham we had uh, one of the doctor's creations locked up behind an electric fence and uh, and it would spark as as people went by to do it, I use chain link fence, and I just stretch a chain link fence over the area that we want to cover, how, however big you want it to be. And then I take a battery charger, and the battery charger you find is important. Go start checking out Goodwill now because you want to find an older battery charger, and they're a little bit harder to find. Battery charger has two leads, positive and a negative, right? Positive is red. Negative is black. You attach the negative lead, the black lead, to the fence. You attach the positive lead to whatever your actor is going to be holding. I used a metal baseball bat. It had a, uh, it had paint on it or some kind of coating, so I actually had to take... Um, you had to take the coating off. I had to take sand- the coating off, just sandpaper. Sand it. Yeah. yeah, literally sandpaper just to take the paint off. Uh, this so is a aluminum bat it's an aluminum bat exactly it's just basic aluminum bat so take the coating off so you can actually expose the aluminum exactly um and then positive onto the bat negative onto the fence and as soon as you touch them together it will spark if you use a newer battery charger though they usually have a fail safe that will turn it (laughs) off if the current gets too high Again, anytime you're messing with electricity, do be careful. There are a lot of hazards. There are a lot of risks. Make sure that you know what you're doing. And if you're not sure, ask somebody. Um, I I will happily answer questions. (laughs) There's been all sorts of things in the news lately for all of those fractal, wooden fractal boards that you make with electricity. And I think at this point, (laughs) four people have died in the past Three yeah. months. That's using um, it really, really, really high voltages, and, and that can kill solutions. you. And chemical so, solutions. Even though you're using a low voltage, even though you're trying to go with, you know, potentially an older battery that doesn't necessarily have that failsafe. Hold up. This is battery electricity. charger. Battery, battery charger. charger. Sorry. Battery charger. Do not use batteries. I'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> Be safe. Be smart. If you do not know or do not fully understand ask and ask more than just Mr. Google Yeah. as much as we love to send you to Google for pretty much everything. When it comes to electricity and things like this, you definitely want to do more than just check in quickly. Indeed. I am a licensed electrical engineer. If you have questions, I am more than happy to talk to you. Please come to me rather than winging it, please. And do so before things catch on fire. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, as much as fire is pretty. Some haunters will tell you, don't use a battery charger because they have an overload protection. Use a battery. Please, God, don't use a battery. To create this spark, what we are doing is shorting it, meaning we are connecting the positive and the negative with no resistance. That's going to cause it to heat up. That can make a battery explode. Do not, please, God, do not use a car battery for this. Use a battery charger. You want that fail-safe. And a battery charger will not explode. And exploding batteries is... You know what's inside a battery? Acid! Yeah. Yeah, so no exploding batteries, please. It burns bad. Anyway, I'm I'm off my soapbox. So, drop panel... And this is a valid soapbox to... I I agree, this is a valid soapbox. But anyway, don't use a battery. That's all I'm going to say on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check out our Facebook page, and actually I think our YouTube channel as well has a good tutorial of how we did our fence... Uh, if you have any questions on it, 
feel free to contact us at any of our social media, such as facebook.com slash haunting you, Twitter at haunting universe one or Instagram at haunting university. And of course you can email at us at haunting university at gmail.com. And we will happily help you answer any of your questions. The last actor Metronic I want to talk about is our wheelchair popper. <laughs> this was inspired. And when I say inspired, kind of stolen from inspired. VFX. It was inspired. I made my own version of a prop that I love that they make. Theirs is $1,500. I made mine for like $70, give or take, depending on, yeah, roughly $70. So, and again, there's a lot of things that are available to purchase. There's also a lot of things that you can DIY. If you do not have the space, if you do not have the time, if you do not have the tools, if you do not have the experience, but you happen to have the money, <laughs> go ahead and buy go it. Go ahead and buy it. But, you know, if you're somebody who would much rather learn something new and do a DIY and we're going again, go hockey boys. Um, you can either buy it or you can make it. There's a lot of different ways, you know, pricing, safety, everything should be taken into consideration to meet what you as a haunter are capable of doing and feel comfortable doing. Exactly. So our wheelchair popper had a woman sitting in a wheelchair. Her uh, her head was kind of bowed. Bowed. Yeah, her head was kind of bowed, and she had long oh. hair covering uh, the front of her, you know, just draped, uh, falling over the front of her face. Down in her chest, her heart was uh, popping out of her chest, and the uh, actor who was controlling her could just step on a little pad, and her heart would pop out at whoever was standing there in front of her. It's <laughs> simple, it's effective, and I freaking love it. It'd be great for a Valentine's Day haunt. It would be great for Valentine's Day haunt. Uh, so the... the uh, <laughs> I throwing my heart in your general direction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the heart was just attached to a simple scissor mechanism. So, you know, when you collapse one end of the scissor, uh, it extends out. When you open it, it extends back. Mechanical scissor, not snippy scissors. Indeed, mechanical scissor. So picture a whole bunch of metal X's that are all attached together on the ends. That's what creates your scissor mechanism. It's relatively easy to make because all it takes is, you know, a bunch of metal strips a few inches long, uh, connect, have a pivot point in the middle, and then connect all the ends together to make the scissor as long as you want it to be. Think then, scissor lift. Think scissor lift, exactly. And then at the end, I mounted one end to um, the wheelchair, and then on the top end just ran a bar all the way down to my step pad. So when I step on the step pad, it pulls the bar down, scissor goes out. It's that easy. Again, video is on YouTube. You can go check it out there to get a better understanding of what I'm trying to describe. But there are so many different ways that you could do something like this. Like picture alien and the alien popping out of somebody's chest. Same concept. Picture uh, a mummy. Maybe you have an asp popping up out of a mummy in a sarcophagus. Same idea. Like, th you or can... Or mummy popping up out of the sarcophagus. Eh, if I did that, I would do that with pneumatics. That, that's my sitting up animatronic right there. Yep. Yeah. So, a lot of ways to get to the same place, a lot of different techniques. Find the one that's going to work for what you can do. Exactly. Exactly. But, so, okay. That's the props that we used last year that we found that were very effective. Before I get into where to go to help you build these, let's take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, and then we can jump right back into it. 
Alrighty. And thank you for that word from our sponsors. As always, we are so grateful to all of the companies and organizations that work with us and sponsor us to continue to give you guys great content and great plans for your, for your Halloween haunt. If you have a word that you want to get out to the haunting industry, let us help you do it. Go check out our website at hauntingyou.com and check out the partners page. It will show you all the different ways that we can help you get your word out to the industry. So now that you have a better understanding of the type of props that we were using, let's talk about where you go to learn how to do this. YouTube! YouTube! YouTube is definitely the easiest and one of the most effective ways of uh, of learning a new skill these days. Anytime I'm working on my car and I don't understand something, hey, let's see if someone did this on YouTube. And you know what? 95% of the time, somebody has done it and posted it on YouTube. It's It's an absolutely fantastic resource. There are so many great content creators out there who are designing, developing all of these wonderful things and showing showing everybody how to do them or how, how they do it and what tools, what techniques, what equipment. Um, some are better than others. You definitely have the ones, you know, you, you, you got to love Met Dan and 5-Minute Crafts and all of their, you know, ha-ha, this does this. No, it doesn't. There's always those scam pages. You can identify them pretty quickly. There's always going to be lots of comments. It's always going to look a little bit hinky because you're looking at it going, that shouldn't work like that. <laughs> but there are so many legitimate content creators out there that will walk you through every step of the way. You want to create a, you know, we've something that I'm going to need to do is I need to create the journal for our doctor. Um, you know, there's so many creators out there who have tutorials on how to create a classic journal, whether you want to start from scratch and do all the binding and creating yourself, whether you want to take a notebook that, you know, your basic moleskin or something like that and do a new cover on it and how to age the pages. There are so many groups out there that do this and show you and walk you through it in such great detail. And it's all for free. Exactly. It's, you don't have to to pay for the, the you just have to pay the time and pay for the you know whatever they suggest yeah i wanted to just highlight a few of my favorite content creators because i absolutely love what you guys do and i hope more people find your pages to help them learn as well and of course the first one i have to talk about is stilt beast studios it's run by a gentleman named alan hops and if you don't know who Alan Hops is, you need to learn who Alan Hops is. He is one of the just, my God, this man has talent. Dilby Studios does costuming, and particularly um, costumes for, you know, actors on stilts, stilt beast. Yeah, makes sense. Exactly. These are the guys you should be going to if you are looking for stilt-related costumes. But they do so much more than that. And he, Alan Hops, has just a ton of DIY how-to videos that he has put on YouTube free for anyone to see. Just running down real quick. Make a spooky Halloween tree DIY for under 50 bucks. Spray foam skull mask. Making a monster chest costume. Soft sculpt. His sculpting... Uh, sculpting videos, a Dementor build, posable spray foam hands, make a spider for 60 bucks, like making faux vines. Still be Studios, Alan Hobbs just has so many freaking videos. 
he probably has exactly what you're looking for. Go check him out. Link is in the show notes. The other one that Leslie reminded me of that I think is just so amazingly skilled, Nerdforge. Oh, they are... I love watching their videos. They're almost always time-lapsed. And the amount of detail and creativity of what they build is... Oh, it's gorgeous. And, I mean, honestly, you know, haunters are usually nerds. But check out the nerddom. Check out cosplayers. Yeah. You know, these are people who recreate film-accurate costumes and props for the fun of it yeah. to, and, and do it for, you know, obviously much less expensive than what Hollywood's paying for it. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, these are groups and individuals who have, you know, such talent and skill and the desire to share that with everybody, you know, give them their due and learn from them. Absolutely. Uh, t- so these two people at NerdForge, uh, Martina and Hans, just, incredibly skilled artists and costumers and like I, I don't even know the words to describe all of the things they do. They are not jack haunters. Jack of all trades. Seriously jack of all trades. Her time lapses of her making like books, actually binding books, staining the pages and uh, creating the binding and cutting out all the things to uh, to make it uh, look well, like an ancient tome or, or something. Metal casting the binding, putting in yes. LED lights within you know, a backlit not, uh, rebinding of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It, it's just the leather work, you know, they do leather, they do paint, they do foam, they do metal, they do wood. I have yet to find something that they don't do. They seriously fantastic murals and And, and like the most detailed freaking dioramas. I have picked up a lot of like paint detailing and distressing ideas from watching them make these dioramas. How do you layer colors? How do you, you know, again, what colors do you, you want to make something look like stone? How do you do that? Well, you need to add all of these different things, and how do you layer it? What tools do you use? What type of sponges? You know, all of these things, you can look at and see what they're doing, and the time lapses are perfectly timed. They don't go too fast. They don't go too slowly, and you watch these created from start to finish, and these are hundreds of hours worth of yeah, yeah. work that, that, that are, that's going into these projects. Yeah, so go check out NerdForge. Absolutely awe-inspiring creations. Not haunt-related, but I'm still taking away a ton to help me build my haunts. And again, you know, there's so many great haunt creators out there, absolutely no doubt. But looking even beyond the haunt scene, you can still find so many great creators with so many great ideas. And so much of haunting is taking inspiration from everywhere you can to build the wonderful things that we see year after year among the haunt community. Exactly. Exactly. I mentioned it earlier, uh, the killer tombstones three part series uh, on how to make really awesome tombstones is made by a creator, Devon D E V O N T T. Uh, that's T as in tango Devon T T go check that out. If you want to build uh, tombstones or learn more about foam work. And then, uh, of course I have to, Shout out our own channel. Uh, the Haunting You podcast is on YouTube. And we have 
DIYs for a lot of the props that we have built, costumes, as well as, of course, vendor spotlights with all the vendors that we love to talk to. You can find all of that on our YouTube page. So go check out the show notes, links to all of these creators below. Uh, go check them out and learn something awesome. So and again, that, we will continue to be creating content, and hopefully, once life calls, calms down, you know, half a tick, we'll be creating more content for you. Indeed. Indeed. So that's YouTube. YouTube is phenomenal, as we all know. Uh, next one I want to talk about is back to Fright Props again. Fright Props, beyond just selling everything that you need to make all of these things, they also have some of the best freaking tutorials, step-by-step -step tutorials, video tutorials, Everything that you need to learn to use all of the stuff that they sell, they have up on their website as well. Uh, Purgatory Props also does a pretty good job of this. They have a really good FAQ section uh, that goes into pretty good detail on how to use everything that they sell. Great resources for uh, learning how to program and learning how to hook them up, wiring, troubleshooting, uh, phenomenal resource, both at FryProps.com as well as PurgatoryProps.com. And then I have to give shout-outs to some of my favorite Facebook groups for prop builders. First and foremost, we talk about this one all the time, Haunter's Hangout. If you're not on Haunter's Hangout, go join Haunter's Hangout because the stuff that people post there is so incredibly relevant whether you're a pro haunter whether you're a home haunter every day i am taking away things from haunters hangout i am meeting great neat people i'm getting them to come on the podcast i'm making connections in the industry haunters hangout is the place haunters hangout <laughs> i don't know if that's their motto or not but it needs to be trademark if it's not it should be trademark tm <laughs> Uh, the next one, Halloween Yard Haunts and Props. This I, this one is run by the same guy who uh, does uh, the Northwest Hunters Association, Troy. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher it. Cor Corvillone, something like that. Is that Crivellone? Crivellone. Looks like it's Italian. Something like, yeah, something like that. I'm sorry, Troy, if I butchered it. I apologize. I do too. <laughs> uh, but Halloween Yard Haunts and Props. This is just a group of people who love to show off what they're doing. They are more than happy to answer questions about what they're doing. And if you get stuck on something or need ideas, this is an awesome community of people to help you bring your props to life. It's very, very similar. DIY animated Halloween props. Just another Facebook group. Very similar. And then the ultimate Halloween prop builders group. All three of these, I'm members of all three of these groups. And I love seeing what people come up with and i have never seen anyone complain about being asked questions they love to show off their work they love to share their knowledge they love to help up-and-coming haunters improve their skills so i would recommend anyone to any of these groups if you want to learn go check these out there, there are just so many resources and the internet has made so much, so accessible, um, you know, asking questions, answering questions. Reddit may be the cesspool of the Internet 90 percent of the time, <laughs> but, you know, their their hobby, their hobby subs have. Usually more people who want to help than who want to be assholes. Yeah. 
Um, you know, again, there's just so, so many resources out there. It's, it almost makes it more intimidating just because of how much is there. But, you know, if you find something, you see something and you want to learn how to build it, I can almost guarantee you that you can either ask the person who created it and they'd be happy to share with you, or you can Google it and find some way to, you know, recreate it yourself. Um, and there's a lot of side of, a lot of satisfaction in that. No kidding. No kidding. So that's, those are the ones that I really wanted to highlight. There are a ton more resources out there that you can find. Uh, but these are the ones that I use on a literally daily basis uh, and and would recommend. And honestly, TikTok and Instagram do have some per... I mean, again, those are... A lot of your content creators rely on those two platforms. So as much as, you know, we might not use them very much for various reasons, like, you know government refusal to allow you to have TikTok. <laughs> details, details. <laughs> details. Um, another great repository for, you know, access information and ideas, and I know I've brought this up a million times because I'm addicted, but Pinterest is literally, <laughs> it's a space. I mean, I find so many things that I send to these guys um, at like three in the morning when I wake up uh, that, you know, hey, here's something really, really cool. Here's a great idea. Here's 1,500 ways to carve your pumpkin. <laughs> You can find all of these things. You can save them. A lot of times the pins do link back to the original content. So you can go back to the original source material to find it. Um, it's a great resource because instead of trying to Google everything and then search through it, you can just look at it on Pinterest and you get kind of a more definitional filter. Um, so again, there's just so many places to go that go look. And go find and go try and experiment and explore and learn something new and screw up and <laughs> learn from it and screw up again in a completely new way. Uh, and that's 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 part of creating. Yeah, exactly. And then, so one last thing I want to talk about real quick. Once you have built all of these really cool props, what better way to show off than to enter the Home Hunter Award Show? That seems like a great plan. Quick caveat, quick caveat, uh, we, the Hunting You podcast is a sponsor of the Home Hunter Award Show. And, I mean, of course we are. We're a home hunting podcast. Of course we have to sponsor the Home Hunters Award Show. This is also run by Troy um, and a whole team of other people. And it is just, one, it's a lot of fun, but it gives you... Well, it's a lot of fun, and it brings together prop builders from all over the place to showcase their work. This year, and to support each other, and to support each other. So this last year, uh, they were offer or they were taking entries for motorized props, static props, pneumatic props, the best walkthrough, the best display, display only, no one walking through, the best overall, whatever. The best haunt cycled, so items that are required for free or classified ads or thrift stores and then turned into a prop, which we Dumpster all do. Dumpster diving. Dumpster diving. Uh, best costume, and then because they have been so very popular, uh, the best twelve foot, best use of the twelve foot skeleton from Home Depot. <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, how could you not? How could you not? Exactly. So, of course. Uh, Entries are closed for the 2021 season, and they are going through all of the 
all of the entries that they that they received and trying to get the award show posted. The 2020 award show can be found at hhawards.rip, which is like the coolest haunting URL <laughs> I have ever heard. That's perfect. How did the, I don't want to know how they got that. I want to know how I can get that, really. Um, but anyway, so go check them out, hhawards.rip. Next year, when you are uh, done making your – well, make sure you're filming your props as you are putting them together. Um, and then you can enter the 2022 Home Haunters Award show and see if you uh, can pull off a win in one of their categories. Definitely incentive. Definitely incentive. So what to make what to make. <laughs> indeed. Co- Wendigo costume. I wanted to get yes. our Wendigo costume entered this year, but I missed it by literally uh. two hours because I forgot about the time difference. I was so annoyed. Oh. And by di- well, I was well. at Fear Expo when it closed. I spent too much time <laughs> down on the floor. I wasn't able to get back to my computer in order to upload it. Anyway, oh well. Next year. We'll, we'll get there, and we'll, we'll make some updates to it. Yeah, I want to make the, the – exactly. I want to make the costume better this year anyway, so yeah. we'll, we'll, well save it. In theory, I have enough space that I can actually set up my damn sewing machine and relearn how to sew. Excellent. So that way we're not hand sewing while watching Paris at <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Was that Paris at night, or was it – what were we watching? I forget what we were watching. Yeah, but anywho. It was fun, though. Anywho. <laughs> it was. So that's our show for today, talking about prop building. We talked about static props and animatronic props. We talked about resources on how to learn to build these props, and we talked about recognition. So what does that leave us with? Well, of course, it is the first of the month, roughly. It's a new month, and so we have to have the Chamber's Corner. <laughs> This Chamber's Corner is brought to you by Purgatory Props, your source for haunt electronics at not-so-scary prices. You can find Purgatory Props at purgatoryprops.com or on social media at Purgatory Props. Go check them out for all of your prop needs. The Haunting You Podcast is the official podcast of the Chamber of Haunters, and so we like to give them an opportunity every month to let us know what is happening in the Chamber and let us see what Mr. Robert Knowlton, president of the Chamber of Haunters, has for us this month. The Chamber of Haunters has undergone a lot of new changes and updates. We have our all-new Ghost Program, which is an individualized approach to training haunters and other operators to be safe, healthy, and control a problem when it first breaks out. The acronym stands for Global Haunters Optimal Safety Training, GHOST. We also believe in being proactive, and these courses will help you to take an approach just like that. The first two courses will be offered at the Texas Haunters Convention, which is set to take place July 16th and 17th in Mesquite, Texas. Chamber members will be provided a code in order to take the courses for free. Non-members can take the course for $20 per person. These will be two of a few more courses that will lead to gaining your Ghost Program Certificate of Completion. We also have many new vendors who have offered discounts to our members and help them save money and make more money. These discounts and other benefits can be found on the Chamber's website at chamberofhaunters.com. Members can access this in the members-only area of the website. We are also running a 50% off discount for 2022. To join and partake in the benefit, to join and partake in the benefits that Chamber members can receive, go to our website at chamberofhaunters.com, click on the Join Today button, and then choose your membership type. Remember to use the code HAUNTINGYOU with just the letter U, 
to receive 50% off of your membership. The Chamber of Haunters looks forward to having you become a member and enjoy the benefits that await you. Thank you, Rob, for putting that together that Chamber's Corner. I am super excited for the Texas Hunters Convention this year. It looks like it is going to be absolutely fantastic. I'm very depressed that I'm going to be at sea in the middle of it. Thank you, Coast Guard. One day, uh, I hope to get there. You will. One day. One day. Even if you have to kidnap you off the boat. In no comment. <laughs> I know John would be happy to mount a kidnapping. You, you would have to get him rescue. out of Colorado first. You'd have to get him out of his house first. That's a, I think I've gotten him out of Colorado twice in his <laughs> life. One for when I graduated college. Your graduation. And then his honeymoon. Yes. That's it. I'm pretty sure Although that's for that it. one, I do have to give a fair bit of credit to his wife. Yeah, I'll give her some of the credit. Just some. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. I think it's time to wrap it up. It is time to wrap it up and go watch hockey. Indeed. So let's do a quick run through of our social media and everywhere that people can find us. <laughs> it's so funny that you think I remember that. Anywho, if you'd like to find us more than just on our podcast, one, you can find our podcast at this point pretty much everywhere podcasts are hosted. Um, I'm not even going to run through them all. No reason If you to. have a favorite podcast hosting site, we are probably there. If we're not, please let us know on any of our other social media, which is... Facebook at Haunting You? No. No. Facebook.com slash Haunting You. Slash Haunting You. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Haunting You. Twitter at Haunting Universe 1. Instagram at Haunting University. And again, you can all, always find us on our website at HauntingU.com. You freaking nailed it. Well done. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And of course, we want to give a quick shout out to uh, Fear Expo's Hauntmaster class sessions. They happen every Thursday on Facebook Live. Go check out uh, Fear Expo's Facebook page to get the link. Uh, you will often see your favorite Haunting You hosts hosting these Fear Expo Hauntmaster classes and vendor spotlights. And we look forward to seeing you there. They are at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thank you. 5 no. p.m. Mountain. Yes. No. no. Eight. Eight. No. Five. Eight. Six. Four. 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Five. We can't do math, and we don't know what time zone we're in. So go There's, to their, website, go to their Facebook page, and you'll get all the information there. And eventually, we'll know what time zone we're in. I'm checking. I'm checking. I thought it was 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. I'm pretty sure it's 8, eight and 6. It is. It's 8 and 6. Then but why we, do we have to show up at 7? Because we need to be there early for checks and things. But that still would have... Okay, so it would have been 5.30. Yep, that makes sense. Okay, math is good. Yeah. So tell, say what time it is again, except do it right this time. <laughs> you can always watch the Fear Expo's Haunting Masterclasses on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain, and... You guys can do the math for Central and Pacific. Indeed. Indeed. But go check it out. Uh, coming up, well, I'm not going to say that because who knows when this episode is going to get out. Eventually. Eventually. Anyway, I think that's a wrap for tonight. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you took away something. Go check out uh, all of the show notes because it will help you or it will help explain all of the things that we talked about. And, it, of course, if you have questions, reach out and we are more than happy to discuss with you because we just freaking love doing this. And tell John on Facebook how much you guys all missed him. Indeed, indeed. And berate him for slacking. 
Berate. Berate. (laughs) Anyway, from all of us here at Haunting You, stay spooky, my friends, and happy haunting. Bye, everybody. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting Univer one that's haunting U-N-I-V-E-R-1. Be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingu.podbean.com. <laughs>